Hello, welcome to Happy Fun Times. Four out of ten Americans will experience sleep paralysis at least once in their lives. As someone who has gotten sleep paralysis approximately 50 plus times, I will be teaching you what to expect and how to get out of one once it happens to you. It is February 5th, 8.22 p.m. My good friends know that I get sleep paralysis like all the time. I'd recently gotten another case, which is not unusual to me because I experience them at least once a month. I've gotten used to being frozen and seeing dark figures that it's not really a frightening experience anymore. I have routines and procedures that, quote-unquote, saves me from what I see at night. I want to teach you my personal guidelines to sleep paralysis. Because, let's face it, nobody really wants to see a demon at the end of their bed, and it's always unexpected. If you have paper or just want to mentally follow along, write down expectation number one. It manifests in your teenage years. First things first, I had just turned 13 years old when I had sleep paralysis. My grandmother died that year and for some stupid ass reason, I had taken a nap in her room. I remember opening my eyes and was unable to move. There was a choking sensation, not the good kind. It felt like my body was pushed against a brick wall. I remember opening my eyes and was unable to move. Then I saw a figure which looked like a distorted dark demon baby. There's this superstition in the Philippines that unbaptized children never make it to heaven and are doomed to walk on earth as a demon. How fucking convenient, right? So I closed my eyes and opened them to see the figure close to me. I closed and opened them again and it was on my chest. I did the same thing one last time. Next thing I know, we had eye-to-eye contact and its face was five inches away from mine. I was scared shitless, you guys. Like, what the fuck just happened? Well, it seems that sleep paralysis manifests in your teenage years and becomes frequent in your 20s and 30s. This brings me to expectation number two. Those who get the least amount of sleep are more likely to get sleep paralysis. Okay, level with me. No one has perfect sleep. It's fucking impossible, okay? When you're a student, what even is sleep? When you're doing it on the moon, I sure as hell would not be asleep. And even then, sleeping is hard because of other reasons like maybe having a Naruto marathon or something. Okay, but seriously, like 500 episodes. I digress, but anyways. If you get less than the 8 hours that you should usually get in a single day, you're more likely to wake up paralyzed and see things that aren't there. Personally, I'm a night owl who disguises herself as a morning bird to be quote-unquote productive in relation to my schedule. Ironically, I'm the most productive when I get about like five hours of sleep. In the long run, it's shit, but hey, I kind of get the most creative with the least amount of sleep. Next up is expectation number three. You see the same figures. Maybe this is a me thing, but I find myself seeing the same figures as I grow up. Even today, I recognize them from when I was 13. Like, for example, before the pandemic, I was living in a dorm with my close friends, Fabi and Kat. I was top bunk, Fabi bottom, and Kat being on a single bed at the right side of the room. 
I woke up seeing this elongated, probably six-foot dark figure that had this arm that stretched across the room with fingers that wrapped near Kat's head. I straight up told her that shit and she was like, what? Sorry, Kat. And Fabi, oh my god, she would be like, did you get sleep paralysis last night? Because you were shaking the bunk bed a lot. And I'd be like, oh my god, yeah, my bad. (laughs) Anyways, they're the same cast of characters that visit me in the night. A woman with long hair, a long-armed man, a guy with a fedora-esque hat, a stretched-out male form with bony humanoid figures. They're always there. Almost family. Okay, okay, I get how freaky that is, but it's whatever, you know? You get used to it. And inevitable. So, here are the steps. Number one, recognize that you're having sleep paralysis. If you can't move, you feel a weight on your chest, and kind of see life in a darker filter, you've got it. You've got it. Also, another thing, sleep paralysis usually triggers, in my experience, probably 15 to 20 minutes deep in sleep. It can happen during daytime naps, too. Second, and listen carefully, don't panic. It's easier said than done, but it takes practicing. The more you panic, the more of a nightmare you're going to feel the experience. You'll never get out of it. Like seriously, it's gonna, it's gonna take forever. It's going to feel like five minutes when really it's about probably 10. Number three, after you recognize that you have sleep paralysis and calm down your breathing, you close your eyes. Don't open them. Let me, let me repeat. Don't open them. Keep your eyes closed. You don't want to see something you don't want to see and end up in a panic state for the rest of your sleep paralysis experience. Number four, the fun part. You break free. The best way to get out is either to squeeze your face as if you've been sucking the most like sourest lemon on earth. Scrunch those eyebrows. Or you can kick your legs. Um, like, use your thighs to imaginarily apply pressure to the invisible wall that could not could but usually should save you sooner or later you'll be out but don't feel relieved just yet so write down or think mentally note down expectation number four you can experience sleep paralysis more than once in a single night i used to get five in a row within the first 30 minutes of sleep you might be thinking Holy crap, that shit's terrifying. But no, that shit was more annoying. I'm tired and I don't have the time to jailbreak myself out of paralysis. If that's your case, you better walk around or watch a show. That helps. Limit it to one instead of what could be five encounters with whoever and whatever you see. I find it funny because it seems so unbelievable when I'm saying it out loud. Or I find myself explaining it to someone, you know? Like... Like, it seems so exaggerated, but I am the most point-blank I could be with this. In fact, I had gotten sleep paralysis yesterday, and I saw this skinny, bony, humanoid figure with waxy-like legs. Like, like if it moved, it would be making crunching sounds. I've seen him before. And another thing, I've got this old sketchbook of things that I'd see during sleep paralysis. I mean, I might revive it or something. There's no need to do it, though, because... I've been managing my sleep better. I mean, 
I take melatonin and other forms of medicinal tactics, which is code for my good friend Miller gave me a stizzy and now my room smells like blueberries, <laughs> which doesn't count. But but thank you, Miller. I guess in a way, I'm keeping the paralysis away from me. I mean, it would be a normal occurrence each week sometimes, but lately, not really. It's a blessing. Also, I remember watching that scene from Haunting at Hill House when Nell would get sleep paralysis. I was wondering if that's how I looked. So now I'm tempted to get a motion camera. We'll see. Anyways, I hope this guide helps you. I thought talking about it would be cool as to one of the many topics we'll discuss. Disclaimer, this is not supposed to be scary or haunting, but relieving. If anything happens, at least you have this guide. Also, thank you so much for those who listened to the last podcast. <laughs> the number freaked me out a little bit. Like, how the fuck is it this high? I mean, it's not astronomical, but I'm like, hey, I guess I'm pretty popular. <laughs> Another thing in my personal life, I'm attempting to watch all 23 to 24 Marvel movies by order of release date. I'll admit I never tapped into the hype back in the 2008-2012 era, which, by the way, great memorable movies at the time. I watched Iron Man 1 and 2 for the first time, and the soundtrack is great. I love me some Black Sabbath. No, now I finished watching Captain America, so I'm heading straight for the first Avengers, which is like every middle schooler's end-of-the-semester classroom party, but that's cool. We'll see. But that era, I mean, come on, take me back. Good times. I mean, I might even do a late 2000s culture podcast. Who knows? Anyways, I hope this helps you. Don't be no fool and be kind to yourselves. Okay, until next time. Thanks.